from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. I'm happy to have you here on the show this morning. We're starting a little bit back here due to travel, but I'm, uh, I'm happy that you have taken the time. Normally we are 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, so right here on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt, which is the live feed. And you can also find us and the live feed streaming on wakeupcalldt.com's homepage. So thank you, however, you're tuning in. <clears throat> Truly appreciate it, and thank you for that very much. So today's show is its a show that needs to be had. <clears throat> it's something that needs to be said. It's a show that, that has, to be, has to be front and center. And the reason why the show has to be front and center and, and has to be said and, and has to be here today is because of the fact that this is something that has been plaguing our society since the beginning of mankind. It has affected the best of us. It has attacked the best of us. It has tried to put down and suppress the best of us. And that is bullying. And I, I, you know, for me to do a show about bullying is not hard. Because in my life, I've been bullied. And it is sad and it can be tragic heartbreaking and I don't wish it on my worst of enemies nor do I choose my enemies I always say my enemies choose me because I don't have I don't have enemies on my own account on my own accord I don't make them because what's the point in putting somebody opposite you and having to deal with that every day but what bullies do sometimes is exactly that they go opposite you they challenge you every day. They contest you every day. They want the worst out of you every day. They want you to fail every day. They want you to hurt. And seeing these videos of these young kids out there that are talking about bullying and standing up against bullying and wanting somebody to listen to them reminds me of a young boy who wanted somebody to listen. A teacher, an administrator, my friends, my parents. And I have good parents. Not all of us do. I have parents that care. Parents that want to see me do well. Parents whose heart breaks when I would come home crying. Come home sad. And in this moment of vulnerability, speaking about bullying, the sad, disgusting truth Turn right. Turn is that I could be bullied for stating that I was bullied. I could be picked on today because I'm admitting that I was picked on yesterday. And that's why it needs to stop. Because those of us that remain quiet hurt in our silence. Those of us that speak up, we're afraid of being hurt again. We live in a world where the strongest survive, right? Darwin's law and all that BS. In a place where if somebody punches you, you punch them back. Somebody picks on you, you pick on them back. Somebody spits on you, you spit on them back, right? That's our society. Eye for an eye. Tooth for a tooth. You take mine, I'll take yours sevenfold. I don't live in that world. I don't want to. I can't. It's not who I am. 
It's not how I was raised. And the craziness about life is that weakness is connected with kindness. If you're a kind-hearted person slow to anger, you're weak. If you're a kind-hearted person that doesn't want to fight, you're a scaredy cat. I never wanted to fight anybody. I never wanted to have blood on my hands, literally and figuratively, because I believe the world's supposed to be better than that, stronger than that, more than that. Violence only begets more violence. So I wasn't somebody to punch you in the face, scream at you, bury you and put you down. But it does cause anger. Sometimes it causes resentment, causes denial, causes sadness, causes regret. To go back to my high school and to tell the bullies, stop. Yeah, it was me who said that said to the principal that you were doing this. No, I'm not a tatty tattletale. You were hurting people and I wanted it to stop. And that's the funny thing about the world we live in. Don't be a tattletale. Don't go tell people what other people are doing that's bad. Why not? If I know somebody's a rapist and I say something, well, I'm a tattletale. But I'm trying to make sure nobody else gets raped. Somebody's putting together a bomb, I say something. I'm a tattletale. But I don't want them to hurt anybody. Somebody says, don't let anybody know what happened with this girl last night. She was drunk, and may, I may or may not have taken advantage of her. If I say something, <laughs> I'm a tattletale. But what about that girl and her parents, her loved ones, her family, her friends? We don't like bullying as a society, right? We're not fans of it. Yet, we hide it. We shield it. We make excuses for it. Oh, our child's just playing. Oh, he's just being funny. He's just being different. This is how he shows his emotion. This is how she acts. And she's not going to stop. She's always been this way. To make excuses for our children is to make our children somebody else's problem. And to make our children somebody else's problem is selfish. It's wrong. It's rude. It's not safe. I was bullied as a kid. I was bullied as an adult. I was bullied by family members. I was bullied by peers. And I was bullied by grown people that could have been my parent. And let me make something very clear. Stating that I was bullied does not demonstrate weakness. It demonstrates strength. Well, if you're strong, Dan, why didn't you bully him back? Because I'm not a piece of garbage because I'm not a hateful person. Because seeing someone cry and hurt doesn't make me happy. I have ex-girlfriends, and they hurt me. Hurting them back, it wouldn't satisfy me. Not today, not yesterday, not tomorrow. Now, I tell jokes about relationships I was in, and they're very truthful stories, but I laugh through the pain. And now I don't have the pain. I laugh through the agony so that I could be at a place in my life where I could just laugh, simply. No agony, no pain. I get it out. But it took me a while to let my wit come out. It took me a while to say enough was enough. It took me a while to stop and say to myself, I can't do this anymore. I've stood in the face of multiple bullies in my life. In high school, in adulthood, 
in my personal life and in my professional life. There's some people that I don't feel I will ever respect as human beings because of the way that they treated me and because of the level of disrespect that they carry. But that is their burden. It is not mine. That is their pain to bear. It is not mine. And it is their conscience that will eventually talk to them. It is not mine. I cannot stand seeing a child who suffers. But I would be remiss and I would be wrong and I would be ignorant to say that we as adults don't suffer from bullying. There's bullying in Congress. There's bullying when you're a lawyer. There's bullying when you're a doctor. There's bullying when you're a flight attendant. There's bullying when you're a pilot. When you're a broadcaster. When you're in the media. When you're a journalist. When you're an artist. When you're a writer. When you're an actor. When you're an actress. And have we not seen in society that bullying, that trying to strong arm somebody, exerting power over somebody, and telling them that they have to obey you. Have we not seen that with some of the most notable actors and actresses in Hollywood? With the Los Angeles Clippers and the racial tones of their former owner? Have we not seen bullying from NFL owners and how the Houston Texans owner verbalized what he was thinking. Have we not seen bullying and disrespect from student-athletes, from athletes, from human beings in any walk of life? Bullying comes in all shapes and sizes. It comes with prejudice, it comes with ignorance, it comes with sexism, it comes with racism. It comes with none of that and just a personal attack of another human being. But it's always in our society. I am better than you. But you're really not. It's the mentality of if I can make someone believe I am better, stronger, faster, smarter, funnier, kinder, sexier, more beautiful. If I exert that type of power, perception will be reality. And whether it be true or not, I can always know that I have someone in my grasp, someone in my reign, someone under my rule. And as long as there's one person under my thumb, I am powerful. I am rich. I am bigger and better than everybody else. We live in a society that breeds that type of behavior sometimes. Because people are unhappy at their jobs, with their spouse, lack of a spouse. They feel guilty. They feel wrong. They feel lonely. They feel unproductive. They feel like a failure. And why feel that every day when you can feel the sweet beauty of treating someone like your slave? And that's all bullying is. Slavery. It's a form of putting someone below you in order to make you feel superior. It is verbal, sometimes physical, abuse. If you're a kind-hearted person, you're bullied. If you're a nice person, you're bullied. If you don't want to fight with anybody, you're bullied. If you want everybody to be your friend and you respect and appreciate everybody, you're bullied. If you keep your head down and you go to work every day, you're bullied. If you hold your head up high and just focus on you and your family, you're bullied. We get attacked when we do nothing wrong. And we always ask the question, why me? Why did the bully choose me? Why did the bully think that I was a prime target? I must be weak. And then we start to believe we are. And then we become weak. 
And then we succumb to the bullying. Some of us kill ourselves. Some of us try. Some of us think about it. Some of us just shut down. I'm here today to tell you that my show is called Wake Up Call. Why is it called Wake Up Call? Well, it's in the morning. That's helpful. (laughs) But it's called Wake Up Call more than anything else because of what it is. This show is meant to be a wake up call. If you're living life with negative attitudes, if you're bullied, if you're sad, if you're crying, if you're hurt, if you're in pain, I'm here by the grace of God. Because of God and for God, I'm here for you. And you're here for me. This show, Wake Up Call, is meant to be exactly that. A wake-up call. A shot of reality. The belief that we should be better than what we are when we are not living up to our potential. And what is potential, Dan? It's relative. can't tell people what their potential is. When it comes to being kind, respectful, loving, caring, empathetic, honorable, truthful, trustful, yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, I can say that we have to live up to that potential because that's the basis of human life. The basis of human life is that you can look to the person next to you and not know them and tip your hat to them. Tell them to have a good day. Tell them you hope that they get through their struggles. Tell them you're praying for them. Tell them that you want the best for them. You might never see them again, but it's common human decency. To want better for yourself and want better for your fellow man, woman, child. This is not a preaching show. This is not a show of saying you better. This is a show of speaking truths, speaking reality. Tagline of my company has been where sports meets life. And that's never going to change. It's where sports meets real life. It's when we get to discuss sports and also get to discuss the things that are underlying that matter and mean more. And the world of sports, God bless it, (laughs) it always seems to have the bigger picture in mind. So when I'm here with you today, and I'm here with you any show, understand the definition of wake-up call is about waking us up to how we can help each other, help ourselves, better our lives, be good to one another, be good to ourselves, smile, laugh, appreciate, and if we're going to cry, may it be happy tears. Wake-up call is about positivity. Wake-up call is about making our dreams a reality. Wake-up call is about me just as much as it's about you. Wake-up call is about a family, and that's why I'm happy you're listening here on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT and on WakeUpCallDT.com's homepage where the show streams live. I can't promise you that your child will never get bullied. I can almost promise you the opposite. I can't promise you that your child, or that as an adult you won't get bullied. I can't promise any of that. Because the only reality that I know is that life is imperfect. But we can make it what we want to make it. It may not be everything we want it to be, but it doesn't mean that it can't be. It may not be everything that we hope for, but it doesn't mean that it can't be. Human beings believe that we can only do so much. Well, I believe we could do anything. I believe we can change the world. Look at how many times human beings have changed the world. For better or for worse. With good things or with not so great vehicles. We've changed this world numerous times. And we are more than capable of changing it again. But we have right now in front of us a lot of hate. A lot of anger. 
We can't sit idly by and say, well, thank God my son's not being bullied. Thank God my daughter's not being bullied. I can't stand seeing that Smith kid come home every day crying. And I've seen that other boy push him down. And I've seen that girl call that other girl a slut. Thank God it's not my daughter. Because that mentality of thank God it's not me, thank God it's not mine, thank God it's not someone that I know, that type of mentality is what ruins our society. It's what ruins our world. Thank God it's not me or anybody I know. But it is somebody. They belong to somebody. Huh? Right? It's someone's daughter, it's someone's son, it's someone's niece, it's someone's nephew, it's someone's father, mother, spouse that took their life this morning because they just couldn't stomach it anymore. It's somebody somewhere who just couldn't open their eyes anymore and go back to school or go back to work or go back to the gym or go back to that house or go back to that family, or go back to that marriage. Somebody said, no more today. And for everybody that's done that, number one, I hope you're at peace. Number two, I hope you're in heaven. Number three, I hope to God that it never happens again. It is the saddest, most sorrowful moment when somebody passes that you love. It is a million times over worse when that person who says goodbye said goodbye on their own accord too soon because they just couldn't take it anymore. And I'm here today to tell you that I've been there. My friend, I have a very close friend who said no more. I have a cousin who said no more. I've had people in my life who said, I cannot live on this planet anymore. And my heart breaks for that. And when I see the videos of these little kids crying out for help, begging for somebody to listen, little young kids, all I see is future victims if we sit and do nothing. If we sit and say, oh, thank God it's not my son. Oh, thank God it's not my daughter. Thank God it's not mine. How dare you? How dare you? And how dare the parents who know not of what their children are doing? How dare the parents who don't stop their children from what they're doing? when they're bullying. Because bullying is a massive problem. And every time I look in those children's eyes, I think to myself, the youngest, smallest versions of our race, and I'm putting all races in one race, our race. I don't care what color you are, I don't care where you came from, I'm talking about the human race, okay? Because if you're racist against one, you're racist against all. If you're hateful against one, you're hateful against all. Dan, that's not true. I only hate these people. doesn't matter. If you hate any human being, you're against the human race. And that's the only race that I'm concerned with. Because as far as I know, there is no color difference. There are no barriers. We are all the damn same. And we need to start treating each other that way. And there's no more that needs to be said about it. It's very simple. Respect the person sitting next to you, standing next to you. Because to disrespect them is to disrespect yourself. It's to disrespect the human race. And would you punch yourself in the face? Hopefully not. So why? That's how I look at life. My reality is that when I look in these children's eyes that are crying out for help, I cannot sit idly by and keep my mouth shut. I cannot sit idly by and say, oh, thank God it's not me. It is terrible, debilitating, exhausting, and extremely sad. It is the opposite 
of who we should be. It is the opposite of everything that God taught us to be. It is the opposite of the reality that I want to live in. And to see these kids cry, it destroys your heart. If it doesn't destroy your heart, then you've lost your humanity. Because the overwhelming pain that these children feel, that these adults feel, how could you not feel that, sense that, know that, and hurt for them just the same? I cannot sit idly by, and I won't. Because I just can't. (laughs) There's no other reason. I just can't. I can't sit idly by. And I won't. Because I was that kid that came home from school with a headache every day. Almost every single day. For a year. At least. Because I was bullied. I was paranoid. I was nervous. I was scared. Every single damn school day. Every one. I cried. I yelled. I was in silence. I was in disbelief. And I would talk to my mom every single day. And it's not public school or parochial. It's not Catholic or all religions. You get bullied anywhere. And it's wrong. Now, being someone who believes in God, I would expect and anticipate and appreciate... See, where I went to school, I had a Catholic and Christian upbringing my whole life, right? I went, to, I went to really, really good schools that had that type of curriculum in kindergarten and, um, or I should say in pre-K, K through 6, 7 through 12, and my college. All Catholic, all, Catholic, all Christian, all God-appreciative and God-respectful and God-believing That's where I went to school. Yet I met some of the biggest rude people in my life. Some of the rudest people, if not the rudest people I've ever met in my life, I met in high school, in a Catholic school. And that doesn't, that's not me saying Catholics are bad. It's not me saying Christians are bad. It's me saying it can happen anywhere. It can happen literally anywhere. Privileged kids, underprivileged kids, kids who have money, kids who don't have money, kids who come from a good neighborhood, kids who come from a bad neighborhood. Hate and bullying, it knows no barriers and no boundaries, neither does love. So why don't we show more love? Why don't we do more loving things and caring things and positive things that bear fruit instead of ripping the fruit off of every tree until we're all hungry and dead? how I look at it. We are better. We are better. We are better. You know, and if you're listening to the show going, Dan, you're talking about God and you're talking about love, I checked out. Well, yeah, you checked out of life. You need a wake-up call more than anybody right now. Because if God and the word love offends you or is cliche, then you've lost all control of your vehicle, the wheels are off, and you're hoping to dear Jesus that you don't spin off the road. You don't have to be Catholic, Christian, Buddhist, Hindu, Muslim, Protestant, Jewish, whatever. To know that being nice to another human being is more normal than bullying. That wanting power over other people is not a natural 
good thing. Well, Dan, it's natural selection. That's who we are. We're human beings. We're animals. No, we're human beings. Okay, and I have an animal, my dog. Sweetest thing in the world. She's not trying to have power over me. I'm not trying to have power over her. I am her parent. I love her like crazy. I would do anything for her, but I don't find any type of positivity screaming over somebody. I find no value. There's no worth. And bullying comes in all different shapes and sizes. It comes in whispers. It comes with things said under your breath. It comes with yelling. It comes with normal talking. It comes with swearing. It comes with not swearing. It comes with name-calling. It comes without name-calling. The fact of the matter is, it needs to stop. And where are we as a society when we're not trying to stop it? Okay? People don't like that our president goes on and bullies people on social media. But a lot of those people bully people on social media. I can't stand that Donald Trump does this. Why? Because he's going to out you? Why? Because if he gets kicked off Twitter, so will you? Do you know how many hateful, mean, terrible, nasty things are said on social media? And it's not just the president, and it's not just this race, and it's not just these people, and it's not just this, this. It's all over. It's all over. And I want it to be all over. See what I did there? I want more for us. And talking about it is great. We have to do something about it. I have to make it a point to use my voice as a, as a vessel of truth, as a vessel of hope, as a vessel of faith, as a vessel of support, as a vessel of solidarity, as a vessel of love, as a vessel to all of these kids who need to know that they are not alone, but adults too. If you're bullied in your marriage, if you're bullied in friendships, if you're bullied at school, you have to talk about it. It's not tattletaling. That's what a bully tells you. Don't tattle on me. It's not a tattletale. It's called being real. It's called letting people know. Because how many people didn't tattle on their bully until they wrote that note right before they said goodbye to this world? They tattled in the final hour of their life. We should do away with tattletaling. We should do away with all this stuff. Our society has become touchy in the wrong areas, and we've become very cold and impersonal to the areas that matter. If I cry on your shoulder, if I'm vulnerable in front of you, respect that, appreciate that. And get down to the truth. You know? Anybody out there saying that they're bullied to get attention, saying that they were raped or abused to get attention, that's sick. Okay? That's a sickness. That's a desire for popularity. That is a desire for somebody caring about you because you have no self-esteem. Self-esteem is created by oneself. Self-worth is created by oneself. Self-discipline is created by oneself. Hence why it's self-whatever. You can't put your self-esteem in the hands of somebody else. But bullying, it beats up on it, doesn't it? It makes us question who we are, second-guess ourselves. And that is a great sadness. And it breaks my heart. Because I want so much more for you. So what do we do to change it, Dan? We can talk about the problem, but what's the solution? Solution is education. Right? Education. Punishment. You have to be punished. And nine times out of ten, a bully is a bully because they're not being listened to at home or they don't have anybody at home. Or they're struggling in school or they're struggling in relationships, or they feel guilty about something, or they feel lonely, or they hurt somebody. The craziest thing about a bully is they feel lonely, they feel scared, they feel worried, they feel worthless, and they try to exert that on other people. Because they hope that if they get it onto you, that they could take it off. 
If they put that on you in their mind, it's a sweatshirt. If I put on this sweatshirt a nasty sweatshirt that's that's dirty with with sorrow and sadness and loneliness, if I put it on you, I don't have to wear it anymore. And then what does a bully realize? Now you have the sweatshirt on, but it didn't come off of them. Somehow. So they keep bullying to try and get the sweatshirt off. Okay, maybe if maybe it didn't work on that person, I'll try it on this person. Maybe it didn't work on this person, I'll try it on this person. Until all of us are wearing sweatshirts, feeling terrible about ourselves. And what good does that do us at all? What good does that do our society? What good does that do any of us? No good at all. So the solution is education. The solution is knowing that bullies are broken people. You're not all kept together if you're a bully. I don't care what you say. If you're a bully, there's something inside of you that is broken and broken good. So we need to fix those, right? We need to fix that. We can't just say, well, sucks to be a bully. Sorry, bro. We need to fix that. We need to fix the fact that you feel that way. Because if we don't fix the fact that you feel that way, then you'll always be making other people feel some kind of way. A way that doesn't feel good. So we educate. We talk. We listen. We put a counselor in every school, and we don't say you could go to them if you need them. We schedule time for the kids to go, for the kids to talk out their problems. A lot of these bullies don't have people that want to hear from them. Or maybe they're just sad in and of themselves. Society has bred a lot of things. I have had women tell me that they are fat, ugly, and disgusting in front of me. And they're all beautiful. They're all beautiful. All of them. And I'm not saying like, oh, my, I'm looking at other women others besides my wife. Or this. I'm saying I have people that I love dearly that I'm not going to say who they are because I don't want to, you know, have a form of bullying in the sense of like outing that they're uncomfortable. But I've had people in my life who are wonderful human beings, whose society has made them think they are fat, they are ugly, gross, disgusting. I can't even believe that I heard somebody say, I'm disgusting. It broke my heart. They said, why am I fat and disgusting? And this person's nowhere near fat, nor are they disgusting. Yet they feel this way. Because our society says you have to have, if you're a woman, you have to have huge bo huge boobs, a nice butt, long legs, skinny, tan, this, that, and the other. If you're a man, you have to have muscles. Not too many where it's gross, but you have to have enough muscles. You have to be strong. You have to have a big appendage. You have to have whatever. Our society has told us if you're small in some areas, big in some areas, short in some areas, tall in some areas, this and this and this and that, then you're inadequate. And unless you look perfect every single day, look at it. Look at the Instagram filters and the Snapchat filters. We thought we didn't know what, a, what somebody looked like that we went on a blind date with before. We go out and we see them and they're wearing extensions in their hair and they're wearing makeup and fake nails and they got a push-up bra on and they're wearing they're wearing a tummy tuck thing and they got spanks everywhere. And they take it all off, they look like a totally different human being. Well now all you have to do is use a filter on social media. You can contour your face, use a filter, and you'll look like a completely different person. The sad thing about this world is People think they have to do that in order to be accepted. They feel like they have to do that in order to find love, in order to get attention, in order to feel worthy of somebody. And in the moment in your life where you want to feel worthy of somebody, that's where you focused on the wrong thing.
When it comes to wanting to feel worthy of another person, you've lost control. Because you don't need to be worthy of anybody. And how dare somebody say that you need to be worthy of them? You need to be worthy of the big guy upstairs. You need to be worthy of God. That's how I look at it. If I can look up at God and say, I'm a sinner, I've messed up a ton of times, but I've been sorry every time, I love you like crazy, I've changed for the better, I want more for myself, and I and I have worked my butt off every single day to be good to other people, and now I'm being good to myself. I hope that that gets me into heaven someday. I hope that it does. That's the only thing I'm looking to be worthy of is the kingdom of God. I'm not worth. I'm not looking to be worthy of your time, but there are moments. There are moments where I want to be worthy of other people. Yet, my mother has never asked for that. My wife has never asked for that. My dog has never asked for that. My grandmother, my G-mama never asked for that. My grandfather's never asked for that. My wife's grandfather's never asked for that. My friends have never asked for that. People that I respect in the media have never asked me for that. And those are the only people that matter. Know today that you are not weak. You are strong because we are together. I am with every single kid who's crying today. I'm with every single adult who's crying today. I don't know the mind of a bully because I'm not a bully. But I do know that we need to have counselors. We need to have teachings. We need to spend time, classes, on positive treatment. Take a half an hour from math. Take a half an hour from geography and science and spend it on human rights. Spend it on human decency. Call a class respecting one another. Because the most basic forms of who we are, the most basic things that are required of being called a, a member of the human race, we don't all do. So parents either aren't teaching it or kids aren't listening. Either way or both, we need to make sure that it is real. I had teachers, my parents, my friends, my loved ones, my mentors along the way reinstill in me what God had put in me from day zero. I had people my entire life up to where I live right now, and I'm confident I will always have people who took the time, my grandparents, people who took the time to teach me and reteach me and make sure I understood and that I knew everything that God taught me, everything he put in me the day he created me, was constantly brushed up on by the people who surround me. I was very blessed. Some of us are not. Some of us don't have those people. So we need that. We need that. If your child is a bully, you have to talk with them. Don't bully them. Don't hit them. Don't scream at them. You have to talk with them. But bullies only beget more bullies. So we have to not bully in response. I'm not saying don't stick up for yourself. But that was one of the biggest things in my life, one of the hardest things in my life even to this day. What is sticking up for yourself? I told my dad all the time, I don't want to punch anybody in the face. He said, well, sometimes you have to. I said, but I don't, that's not, that's not me. I don't want to. Isn't there another way, dad? Well, talk to him first, and if they don't listen, then you got to hit them. But dad, I don't want to. There's got to be another way. It's so crazy to me how in high school I was taught, not taught, I shouldn't say taught because my teachers were good. In high school, I was bullied to be anything other than myself. In college, I was told to only be myself. The day I got to college, I said, thank God that I survived high school. But you shouldn't have to survive high school. You shouldn't have to survive anything. You should live. Not survive, not almost die. You should live. In two miles, take exit 35 to merge onto I-95 That's North what it's about. Indiana. It's about living. Not surviving. Living. 
And I know that some people didn't live through high school. I know some people in central New York, very close to where I live, didn't live through high school. They gave up. They had enough. And I wonder who didn't listen to that child. Who didn't take into account what was going on? What administrators didn't do anything? What students should be ashamed of what they've done? What people didn't stick up for them? What parents didn't take action? What school board didn't do anything about it? What people hid this thing and pretended it didn't exist because thank God it wasn't my child? Because that man, that woman, that family, they have to go the rest of their lives without their son or their daughter because somebody somewhere at some point didn't think it was important enough to deal with. People who are suicidal, who have been bullied, who want to give up, they are screaming for help. Even when they're dead silent. They are screaming for help. And I know from a first-hand account, there were times where I wanted to leave this planet because I was bullied by teachers, by students, by family members, by people that I worked with. There were times where I said, why well, don't I just kill myself? Make it all easy. Just kill myself. I never have to deal with it again. Well, I'm here today. And I'm happy and I'm proud that I didn't do that. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of the fact that my action was to live. My action was to never give up. I was surrounded by strength. If I didn't have God, and that's why I tell people, listen, if you don't believe in God, that's you, that's whatever. But if I didn't believe in God, I would have given up. I wouldn't be here today. If there was no God and I didn't believe in God, I would have said goodbye to this world a long time ago. So when people say, I want proof that God exists, I'm here. Here's your proof. I wanted to give up and I didn't. Something told me not to. Something told me it'll get better. Something told me I'm here for you. Something told me it's not worth it. Something said to me inside of me deeply, I got you. So, how do we change the world? We talk about God. We talk to our kids. We talk to adults. We listen when people cry. We listen when they hurt. We listen when they suffer. We get to the bottom of it. We see what's real. We see what's not. We understand to the best of our ability. When we don't, we ask questions. We talk about it. We talk about it for as long as we need to talk about it. If our kids got to talk about it every day at the dinner table, then let them talk. If you have to talk about it as a 30, 40, 50, 70-year-old person, talk about it whenever you need to talk about it. Speak about it. Be real about it. And for those that are loved ones or the people that are being bullied, listen to them. Understand that it may not be you and it may be frustrating and it may be annoying and it may bother you, but please understand that not everybody is crazy. Not everybody is insane. Not everybody can be fixed by just looking at them saying, you know what, idiot, you're worrying about nothing, just let it go. It doesn't work with everybody. I don't know how many people it works with. Yeah, whatever, don't worry about it, you're good. What I do know is that the people that are hurting are trying because they're still here. They're still on earth. And as, and as long as they're here, they're telling you that they're still trying. So before they give up, before you give up, reach out for help. Don't ever stop trying. Don't ever stop believing it'll get better. Don't ever stop thinking that things will be okay. Because I am a living, breathing proof that things get better. Things will be okay. The stuff you thought you couldn't live through, you will live through that and 700 other battles that follow it the next whenever. You will make it. I promise you, you will. If you never give up. Don't ever give up. So to every child, every adult, every soul out there that is crying right now, please know, you always have my ear, you always have however I can help, and you always have my love. From one child who is hurting to another, don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. And when somebody tells you you're worthless, when somebody tells you to quit in your profession, 
when somebody tells you in school that you're ugly or you're disgusting or you should kill yourself, when somebody at work tells you you're ugly or disgusting, you should kill yourself, when somebody in your family tells you you're ugly, you're disgusting, you should kill yourself, when your friends tell you that you're ugly and you're disgusting, you should kill yourself, when a stranger tells you you're ugly, you're disgusting, you should kill yourself, understand that those people would never ever speak such distasteful, disturbing words if they were not feeling that they were ugly and they were disgusting and that their life didn't matter. No one whose life matters to them will tell you that your life doesn't matter and shouldn't matter. There's no good people out there that are wreaking havoc. There's no wonderful, happy people out there that love everybody and want everybody to have a fair chance and a fair life that are going out there telling you that you're ugly and you're stupid and you're terrible. There's no one trying to scare you that's a good person. So understand that your bully has lost the wheel somewhere, has hurt somewhere, somehow, some way. Understand that they need help, probably a lot more than you do. Pray for them. Know that you are never alone, and I know it's not easy. There's people screaming right now, listening in, going, Dan, but how, but how, but how, but how? I feel crazy. My brain can't take any more. I literally feel like I'm just going to blow up. I've been there. I feel you. And I'm never going anywhere. I got you. I got you. I will always love you. Yes, you. Even if I never, ever meet you. Because you're a child that didn't give up. So am I. Darn it. Darn it. This battle hurts sometimes. It hurts. But I'll never give up. I'll never give up. And I want to thank God for that. I want to thank my family for that. I want to thank my friends for that. I want to thank my teachers and my mentors for that. And I want to thank you great people that listen into this show because you believe that there's something valuable in it. And I hope to God today I helped you or your kid or your grandparent or your parent or your friend or your mentor or your teacher or your stranger or your neighbor, somebody. I hope I helped you. I hope I helped you. I don't have the perfect words. <laughs> and I haven't lived the perfect life. And I don't like bullying today any more than I liked it yesterday. But I promise you that I will never give up. And I love you dearly. And if you ever need a wake-up call, you know where to find me. WakeupCallDT.com Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. All the time on Twitter at CallDT. All the time on Facebook at WakeUpCallDT. All the time on Instagram at WakeUpCall underscore DT. I love you. God bless every single one of you.